This is Lion Fury episode 12, Natural Born Vikings. I'm Danny Thomas, enjoy the ride. There's, there's just another trick. Um, I figured I'll put a little further. I'm able to, to uh, transform negatives into emotions through motivation. Hey guys, welcome to Lion Fury episode 12. This week I venture back out into the treacherous wild and sit on the bank of the Elbe River here in Hamburg with the one and only Joe Munsey. Joe, otherwise known as Mojo, is a soldier, a physiotherapist, a quarterback, beard model and a heavy metal frontman. Joe's strength and positivity are contagious. He shares insights into how to stay motivated, conquer fear and most importantly, how to maintain one's mojo. It's fitting that Joe is a soldier because our chat, though in reality is in a peaceful setting, sounds like two blokes sitting in the middle of a battlefield. As always, when I venture out into the world, if the sounds of nature, animals and giant ships are a distraction, please treat it as an exercise in focused listening. At the end of our chat, I will have the honor of playing to the world Joe's hit original song, Summer Morning Mood. It's destined to be a classic, so stay tuned for that. Please hit up Lion Fury on Facebook and Instagram. You can also email feedback to the show at lionfurypodcast at gmail.com. A big thank you to Julie Roberts for her positive feedback. Very grateful for your email, Julie. All right, you legends, enjoy this one with Joe Mojo Munzee. Welcome to the show, Mojo. Thank you very much. Danny. We're doing this interview down at the Pearl Strand in Hamburg, which is actually like a beach, but it's on the Elbe River, but it's quite a wide river. And uh, I've picked a spot for us, which I think is appropriate because it's it's near a big giant boulder. Yeah. And I don't know too much about uh, the history here, but apparently Vikings came through here. Like a thousand years ago. Like a thousand years ago. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, yeah, we sort of chose a bit of a Viking, I think. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, my mom said I was actually made in Norway. I've been growing my beard only like five, six years. Always been there to the barbershop. I said, you look like a Viking. I said, well, if you say so. But you know what the funny thing is? I said, nah, I don't know, mom. Well, you were made in Norway, so I was kind of shocked, maybe. Oh, really? Conceived or born in Norway? No, no, I was made there. <laughs> Like, really, <laughs> literally, you know? So, uh, I wasn't born there, I spent a year living there. I had to interrupt my uh, apprenticeship being a physiotherapist due to um, a broken ankle. So, I had to take, it was short before the examinations, and I said, okay, look, you have screws in your legs, you're not allowed to do the practical examination. So, I said, okay, what am I supposed to do? Well, I'll take a year off and you come back for the next year. So, okay, I'll do so. It took me three surgeries, by the way. To, to fix that ankle again. How did you break the ankle? While playing American football. I was playing football. Yeah, somebody just accidentally fell into my leg while I was on the ground. It was a guy from the All-Star team that used to play together, so he was calling me like, 
30 times in hospital if I'm doing all right. It was just an accident. It happens. Joe, Joe's a, um, a quarterback. Who are you playing for at the moment? Well, at the moment, I'm playing for uh, the Lubeck Seals. Lu- it's Lubeck. Yeah. That's right, Seals. So um, I think it's my last year. I've been spending like literally my whole life playing football. Now I'm uh, 35 years old. and You're in your prime, mate. Yeah, I know. I, I'm really I'm really thinking about putting another year on. <laughs> but, you know, I have also... But, I mean, you're in your prime of life, not not just the football, but... Yeah, I know. We come to that stuff later. <laughs> so, uh, what, what, what I basically do is um, quite simple. I've spent 27 years of my life playing this sport. Uh, next year, I will graduate my bachelor degree in healthcare management. So, this this like priorities start shifting so I, I I don't learn that much money playing football now I just have, like to have an eye on the future having my physiotherapist is one thing but also graduate from college and also put on like in the next two years my um, master degree and afterwards oh cool cool I'm, I'm doing this job actually for the um, medical department of the German army so ah, it's associated with the army no I'm I'm uh, half a soldier half a physio ah, it's 50-50 yeah we have like you have to understand this is uh, something special in, in the armed forces so um, they put you out from civilian life if you want to take your profession and then you work in your profession but you are a soldier mm-hmm. so I'm a staff sergeant right now mm-hmm. Uh, when when did you join the army? Was it compulsory or was it something that you signed up for? Well, I did both. Compulsory okay. was in 2002 till 2003, somewhat there. And I went back after education to 2014. So ah, okay. That's that's what my basic income is. Well, I as you mentioned, I have a lot of interests, so I like doing things which I really have fun. Yeah, doing so. definitely, definitely. Yeah. But um. The army stuff. Have you ever been, have you done duty? Like, have you been over to any? Have you done service out of Germany? Oh yeah, I did service out of Germany. Is that something you want to talk about? Or yeah, why not? It's it's, a, up, it's up to you. Yeah, I know, but the thing is, like, I've been never into um, really combat situations. Right. So I was more. Um, this, there were more pe- uh, peaceful duty things. Okay. Uh, marching support in Nijmegen and I've been uh, duty-wise in the Netherlands, in Denmark, in Norway, in France. Maybe I'm thinking about being three years in the States, it depends on how my career goes on. But uh, unfortunately I don't have uh, seen a combat field yet, although I'm a combat first responder. Uh-huh. Ah, you're a first responder. Yeah. <laughs> on the ground. Yeah. Right. So, but... Uh, I'm too much specialized in a few things, so I guess that will not take me for that. So you'd be more on the medical yeah, side definitely. of stuff? Yeah, Yeah, right, interesting. Yeah. So that's that's what the physio life actually... I mean, you get it, taught to shoot and all that kind of stuff, but they use you in your profession. And this is... Uh, I treat wounded soldiers, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they will have their surgeries and stuff, and I, I pull them through rehab. I'm making them uh, yeah, work again, body-wise. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah. What What do you think? What's the biggest thing being in the army has taught you so far, or what? Are, what are the? What's been the most like the most uh, positive thing about it in terms of growth and stuff like that? Well, the people you get to know, 
actually, uh, but not uh, inside the usual daily job. More like if you if you in or on duty, and you are you are the supporter, like for marching things, where you really fix these people and get them going again. This is where you get actually the most outcome. Outcome. This mm. is more like really camaraderie, coming together, get to know each other, making friends. I have friends right now, feeling like all over the world. I have people knowing now in the States. I know British guys, French guys, Italian guys, Scandinavian guys. And this is this is actually like uh, how I think it's supposed to be. In, this, in that case, like all the people working together, we just get thrown in one tent and you have the whole kind of nations. I think there were last year, like barely 50 different nations. And you have one big medical department and everybody's working there together. It, it, it actually doesn't matter where you come from. Everybody's speaking English and you, you start to, to um, yeah, develop respect to the other people. It's not what kind of uniform you actually wear, but the profession you have, and then you make friends. You're in pretty good physical condition. What's your attitude towards like personal fitness, and what's your training regime like? Well, I think it's, um, of course, physical things are like, being a soldier, it's a, it's a must-have. But I always feel like you have to be fit nowadays uh, more than ever, I think. Because fitness is something which is uh, not really God-given, but this is um, it shows how much you appreciate yourself. The more time you spend in the gym, the more you like yourself. The more you can personally grow, because this is hard work. You do, it's just not like being rich or poor. Well, you can get born rich or poor, so that, that, that's one thing. But if you want to feel good and comfortable, you can achieve this in the gym. You can go all workout, and you can go there and develop also self-esteem. This is really important to me. So when I was when I was a kid, actually, I was really a shy boy. Yeah. So and all the self-confidence and all the self-esteem just developed by yeah, going out there, working out, developing yourself—not just your body, but also your mind. So this is. I couldn't live without sports and when I finish my career this year I will keep going like lifting weights, doing crossfit, go climbing, um, also do taekwondo and Muay Thai and so that's what I do. I, I don't have actually a plan, I do what I like to do. So of course you can set yourself goals and say okay I want to be able, being on the bench press like putting in 140 kilos and press it. Also, this deadlift thing. I mean, what's my? Uh, I'm up for bench press. I'm now for 130 kilos. For deadlift, I'm 200. And squats, wow. I'm like 180. But this is just basic. This says, okay, my body is capable of doing things and lifting heavy things. The more important part to me is um, the mental development. So I mean, how you treat yourself. And this is the most important so how do you how do you stay motivated like when there's a day where you're like you just don't necessarily feel like it how do you drag yourself into the gym I don't force it see uh, I have um, I have a natural engine which keeps me going this is uh, if fitness starts to get a habit then you you on the on the right way so I don't have to force myself in the gym it's like mostly I want to because I like to and 
I like myself. So I said, okay, of course I have lazy days. Of course, after the season's gone, I don't go in the gym like for one or two months because I just need to feel to rest. And also resting is a big part of staying. And it's also cool for you to say, you know, if you do have a down day, you don't beat yourself up about it. You know, well, you understand that you have a lazy day or, yeah, you know. Yeah, but there's, there's just another trick. Um, I figured I'll put a little further. I'm able to, to uh, transform negative into emotions through motivation. Um, this is quite. I mean, if I if I have a bad day, because somebody is just like being dickhead to me. I don't know. Or if I'm, I'm really messed up or pissed off by several things, I'll take this negative energy because I know I'm absolutely in anger, and I put it out and go to the gym just to take this negative energy transform it and make something good out of it like okay that motherfucker still keep pissing me off but you know i've used the energy to become better because i know i love myself and i am better than you will ever be because you're just a negative prick and this is something i think you have to understand and if you're able to do that and then of course you have lazy days fuck the lazy days what you will be happy just don't let this negative energy come to you just use it. That's gold, man. And I think I think to to accept to accept that it is an energy, and we're talking science, like from a scientific, biological. There's an air field. There's an energy field to it, and you meet assholes every day. Yeah. And that energy has to go somewhere. And I think it's really important to have, like, uh, as you've just said perfectly, to have a way of channeling that energy so that it doesn't just stay on you. Yeah. And what better way to do it than? Put it into into, uh, into into physical stuff that you love doing. That's so really good. Uh, just harness, use that because it's all around. You know, you can't. This is this is life. You gotta you gotta. You're walking into these different yeah different shitstorms every day, and you either carry it with you and take it on, and then and then take on their negativity and become a negative prick yourself, or you realize that you gotta like use that energy in a healthy way and get it get it out you know i believe in karma you know if you just be able to give negative things from you you will receive negative things so i don't really care about this case i know um, i'm willing to put out positive energy to put out the effort and I try to to surround me with people who have also positive energies i mean the same things about if you're talking about diets and sport I do the, I eat the hell what I want. I eat fast food. Some days I don't like to eat. Some days I maybe have a whiskey or two too much. But this is what I call living. You don't have to slave yourself into this fitness business. Just be happy with yourself. That's 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 the fundamental thing about it. That's awesome, man. Because like I I, I I had a friend who was who I also admire because he he would do bodybuilding competitions and stuff. And yeah. the kind of discipline he needed to get into that shape was like. Like I worked with him, so I watched him do it. But it was like to witness that. But it was also, you know, he was counting his nuts. Depends always on which uh, goals you set in life. Now, the only people, you know, it's like you can have good goals, and you have, you can have negative goals. Now, I wouldn't torture myself by counting nuts. But if this is his dream to to become or get this physique, and I like his dedication. Nonetheless, I'm not much a fan of bodybuilding. I like more the natural fitness guys. And I don't want to just eat like five, six thousand calories. I think this is not natural. Why torture yourself? 
And the same is like, okay, now I have to get lean. I'm not able to eat this and this and this, and I always just only cook chicken and dry rice. Mm. What kind of living is that? Well, that's that was it. It was sweet potato and tuna every day for lunch, and that's what I, I, I mean. Cannot, I cannot it, have. That. I mean, I mean, what what it seems you have is a really good balance of of maintaining this this physical and mental well-being, but also not put, not not missing out on life's. Yeah, you know, smashing the whiskey, whatever. Like not missing out on my life's. Uh, Life is too short. It's too short not to enjoy all the all the things it has to offer. And I think the key is moderation, moderation, obviously, and balance. When you say you're a vegetarian, you get a lot of questions, and you haven't even thought of, thought about it for for weeks. You know. Well, the thing about <laughs> like you come back to this diet thing, um, really. Vegetarian. I mean, what I think is. Um, Humans definitely eat too much meat. This is what I feel like. And uh, I cut my uh, meat also down to maybe three, two times meat in, the, in a week. And if you if you go way back in history and in time, um, yeah, the human beings were huntsmen, basically. They were hunters, primal yeah. gather, hunters gatherers. Yeah, so, but they, they, I mean, they didn't always have success. Some days they will not come home for one, two, three, four, five weeks maybe and don't have uh, killed anything to eat. So the truth is, uh, the truth is actually, humans are, they eating everything. We eat berries, we eat wheat, we eat flesh, we eat fish. Some people even eat people themselves, like cannibals. This is sound very far beyond. The thing is, what I think I like to say is that it's also right there about balance. And if you see nowadays uh, through the, the whole human race, it, it's just like, I think it's not the right way. Everybody's getting too greedy. Everybody wants to have it all. I mean, if you, if you fix the life, um, yeah, you want to have success, but how do you define success? Money is good, but it doesn't make you happy at all. If you have too much, you make false friends. If you have too little, you maybe not survive the next day. Um, I think the human, the human themselves are depending too much on money and forgetting about the skills and what makes them actually the most successful predator in world history. So, and uh, I think we, we, are, we are about to forget our roots right now. That's what I'd say. The people are so more concerned about themselves, but not in a good way. This, this, this will go wrong places. Mm. This will definitely go wrong mm -hmm. places. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. It's like uh, that core of, of being and people trying to find something out there that is going to fulfill them within. There's nothing out there. It's all from within. Yeah. And also people thinking that other people can make them happy or anything like that. It's like, it, it's all within. It all has to come from within. And what you said before is exactly, it's like what you, th what you throw out there is what comes back to you. And we all know that when we have those dark, darker negative times, you project it out there and then that's all of a sudden what comes in back into your, into, into your space. And then it just kind of snowballs, you know? Yeah. But if, if you reverse that, and you throw positivity on the way here. A guy, a guy, uh, a light fell off his bike. Yeah. And I went over and I picked that fucking thing up. You know, like it's just if you see somebody struggling. Yeah. And I felt good. This is this is what I basically I think try to say we we losing humanity. We 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 are start losing ourselves. We we forget we forget about what's what's like being human. All these wonderful things we have. 
we have several hundreds of different languages where everybody has certain talents just stand together, help out each other instead of just like pulling the, the last dime of somebody else's pocket. Mm. You know, this is this is not the right way because most of them think that you know we will die within a hundred years, and that's probably good. Probably nobody knows who the heck are these two guys talking here in like hundred years or something. But that doesn't count. No human is larger than life, and we have most of the humans have to understand that. To be in, in the situation, to helping out each other, not just ignore it and stay absolutely focused about yourself. Now, if you don't ask for help, you will not receive help. If we have, if you have dark hours, yeah, everybody has dark hours. But it, there's nothing coming back if you're not willing to give, and that's that's also one of the big points. People are not willing to give anymore. They they. I've never, it's, it's been a while, to be honest with you, like, um, that I've met such a friendly person as you are. So this, 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 this um, whole bunch of friendly people start to shrink, while selfish people always get more and more and more and more. And one day, you don't even know the guy living next door by his forehead, which is also, it's a lack of being polite. This is also something we are losing due to internet, due that everything we need is, is really there. And this is how you lose to love yourself, actually, too. Not being polite to other people and stuff. Not willing to help. We had it on the last episode, actually, uh, the importance of uh, reaching out, like you said. You, and, and I know myself, I've often found it hard to ask for help. But yeah, I think it's really important if to. to to just take a deep breath and just say, you know what, and just ask, throw it out there, you know, that's that's a big thing. And then the, the other thing is the, yeah, the sense of community, like you say, it's being lost. But I have faith, like we say, we went to an event, as a group of people, you find, you find, you find the people who groove in the same tune, you know, and then if, if we can spread that in a way, that's, that's really cool. The only thing you have to be actually is open-minded use this stuff here right in between your ears this the brain is a gift no but most of the people just don't even think about using it so um, we talk a lot about here about instinct and intuition are you big on I personally believe that uh, in, intuition <laughs> welcome to Harvard <laughs> That's why we're here, folks. For, for any of you guys who've never been to Hamburg, it's a major port city, and we're right near the industry where all the boats come in. So I think that's... Like that's, really big boats. But my intuition said nothing about that about to happen, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, good things come to you, you know what I'm saying? Well, it's, uh, it's also um, listening to your instincts, you know? Um, I can give you countless exa uh, examples of situations where I felt myself really uncomfortable and I was thinking how should I handle this I was like you know fuck it I got instincts what does what what does my my gut say what do, what do, what do they say do, do, should I trust this person or not and it's the same with you if I don't have any answer that's my guts and for some reason it worked out of course I had sometimes they were not right sometimes I just uh, 
I'm not uh, free from prejudice. Nobody is, I guess. But I feel like um, if I figured it out that I was wrong, I can be a man say, look, I'm sorry, I can apologize. And this is something having a character. You have to also trust yourself. If you're scared of being scared, then you cripple yourself down. But if you if you accept that you can't be scared, because there's nothing wrong being scared. I was talking to uh, elite soldiers. That's, you've been to that situation, one of my patients actually was. He said, weren't you scared? He said, I was scared as fuck. But he admitted it. And though he admitted it, he could overcome this really, really bad situation. So, but as long as you don't also not accept yourself, which comes hand in hand with loving yourself, you're lost, totally lost. Yeah, I mean, especially, yeah, I mean, gunfire. Um, but I think that's the thing, it's to acknowledge it. And, and like anything, you, you don't try and you have to allow it, whatever it is. So if this is a fear, you have to allow it, accept it, and use it. Fear is a powerful emotion. Now, if you get in like a life-threatening situation, and you allow the fear to come through, and not just hiding away, you are able to really develop huge amounts of strength, of power, of like you, you absolutely awaken. And the only thing you think about is surviving. So this is what lives. Things have never changed. It doesn't matter in which century. This is the, 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 the willing of you know keep on living. And if you're not, if you if you not you don't have this motivation or this motive, well, that's a bad thing. Because it's just it's just all about surviving. If you don't, if you're not willing to survive in which situation ever, if you're scared or not. Then you're lost. Then you're really lost. I think it's also to be able to thrive within the survival. Then you're taking it to another, yeah. another um, level. You know, I think we set ourselves up with, I'm just gonna, like, I'm just gonna get through this. But it's like, no, you're not, you're not gonna get through it. You're gonna thrive within it. Yeah. And that's that's a big fucking challenge. And that's a big fucking boat. <laughs> Yeah, I think I killed this one ship. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a boat, that's a ship. <laughs> I, I was talking to a, um, a Navy officer and let myself uh, explain difference. He said, you know, a boat doesn't have a first officer and a ship does. That's the only difference. That's the only difference. So if this big ship there would have not a first officer, there might have been a boat, though it's like ship. It's actually three times that long as a, as a soccer field, you know? What if there's but how, many, how many guys are driving this thing? That's the thing. Not many. There's only two guys up there and they're at sea or, or well, men or women there at sea for like for like three years or something. Yeah. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why they put all their mojo. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. But they pull into the ports. They pull into Ibiza and stuff. Oh, okay. So this is my hamburger across so big, right? Imagine pulling this ship into, into Ibiza. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, for it, it's like you can drive this thing with the crew uh, about 40 people. 40, yeah. Not more, even less, I guess. I've heard these pallets, because this, this is a uh, pallet container ship. I've heard sometimes the pallets topple off 
and in, in, there was a story in Italy that uh, like a pallet washed up on the beach full of uh, motorbikes and everyone was just grabbing the motorbikes you know? shit I wasn't there <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't there yeah what else was there that was I don't know. You're the man with. The I'm question. the man who does the research. <laughs> so what did you find? <laughs> I was talking to my mom. Said, you know what, mom? How old are you now? Thirty. So okay, if you're thirty, you're really old. Now I recognize I'm thirty-five, and I don't know where the fuck the time has been. Telling you thirty to forty, it's like fucking. Then when you're in your twenties, it's like it's just everything's cruisy. After thirty, bang. <laughs> Shit, I know. I turned thirty-six this year. A friend of mine turns forty. She's like. Um, <laughs> where, where, where's time? 40 is the new 30, yeah? It's, it's crazy. Of. It's crazy. She, but she, <laughs> she, she wrote me an SMS, like, you know, as usual, this time I'll tur uh, turn 30 again. <laughs> so I was like, okay, okay, wait, handle that. <laughs> yeah, again. But I, because I, I live in Germany and my family's at home and stuff uh, in Australia, I, that's given, like, realistically, I'm going to see, if I'm lucky, I'm going to see my family once a year, realistically. Yeah. But when you look at that, okay, so if that's 10 years, I might see my family 10 times in the next 10 years. Well, but when you think of it like that, it actually makes the time with them so much more precious because, yeah. because it's such quality time. So I know that when they visit, and I'm lucky that they come to Europe or I go there, but I know that when they visit, I know I'm not gonna be, my attention will be with them. My, fo my focus will be with them because when you think of it like that, yeah. ten years, I may only see them ten times, and that would be great because that would be once a year. If if I, but who knows what happens in life? But if that's going on that I'm in Germany, you know. But um, yeah. Or, or I can like, see it. I know what you're talking about. My uh, grandma passed away last year. She turned ninety-two. Wow. And she, I, 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 I would say she would have another good five years into your life. But now I feel like kind of guilty going my own way. Therefore, I didn't saw her too much in the last five or six years. But uh, she said she's proud of me for what I've become and what I'm about to become. This, this also gives me a good piece of strength really, to, to know making somebody proud, close to the family. The rest of my family is like from my, from my grandparents, um, nobody's still alive. Um, yeah, my father passed away when I was like, shit, 25 or something. So I got a really complicated family. My mom got divorced before that, married again, got divorced too. So a lot of negative things actually. My brother's not making it good right now, but I tried to, to, to really let this out and stay focused. Because you have to stay focused. There, there are so many things in life which uh, just take away your focus that you will not be able to achieve your goals. Especially negative things, and negative things try to drag you down. Now, I'm not immune to these things. So, every now and then, of course something just try to drag you down. But you have to fight against this. You have to stay positive. It is the hard way of, you know, being me and... But I don't want to, you know, complain. This is uh, the sacrifice you have to give to be able to give. If you're not willing to sacrifice it, you just become a negative individual which will never ever satisfy what you live, in my opinion. You're an inspirational guy and, and you, you exude this positivity and 
I look forward to many future adventures. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, you, you, you got the mojo, man, and it's like... Oh, you got it too. <laughs> the mo the mo you have my mojo. mojo wavers, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know, it's all, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. We're mojo, we're mojo brothers. Yeah. Um, and no, so I really appreciate you sharing your, your insights. And uh, for anybody listening, check out Joe's stuff because uh, awesome things going on and awesome things coming up. And uh, it's all coming from a good, positive place. That's a cool thing. Now, there's a big rock on this beach, so Joe and I are going to go and attempt to pick it up with our bare hands and throw it in the... Not just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> throw it in the in the water and then we might head down to the little uh there's a little cafe we might head down there and have a beer yes because some people yeah germany has beaches too for any aussie listeners this is pretty you know and i think hey to, we don't have sharks you know that there's no sharks no they're neither here nor up in the north or in the east sea that's like true. in the baltic sea that's true yeah unless a great white swims from australia or something well if he has the time <laughs> well, if the global keeps heating up like that, you never know. They, f they figured out there will be some great whites in, uh, like in the middle, in the Mediterranean Sea. They, they, f they found some. Yeah, I reckon we should have a Viking party, man, and like get a big boat. I'm sitting in a bed. Running through my head I think about the way we fight Troubled through every day and night And if you don't like the way I handle things Go fuck yourself And if you don't like the way I handle things Go and fuck yourself My skin, summer morning moods coming in. A new day's about to begin. And if you don't like the way I handle this, go fuck yourself. If you don't like the ways I handle things, go. Fuck yourself Fuck yourself Go fuck yourself